Hello and welcome to another episode of Playing Catch Up. I'm Tom Bailey. I'm here as ever with Paul Thomas. Paul, how are you doing? I'm not too bad. I think as I as I said a little bit pre-record, a little bit a little bit on the tired side tonight, but uh I'm I'm sure I'll be fine. We'll plough through, I'm sure. Uh in terms of uh, yeah, it's been a long day, but you know, uh uh, I'm I'm keen to uh, catch up with you about some of the games we've been playing, uh, and really interested to hear some of your some of your thoughts. Really. Okay, so yeah, let's start on on what you set me last time, if that's all right. So you um, kind of told me to go away and play Doom, the 2016 kind of refresh of the series. Yeah. Um, uh, developed by ID Software and published by Bethesda. I didn't really know what to expect. And I wanted to start with um, a list of the stuff I didn't like about it. Um, okay. <laughs> the loading times can be quite long. And that's it. Um, wow. Everything else, I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, just a superb game. And you kind of tipped your hat to that at the end of the last episode. You know, you made it quite clear how you felt about it and that you'd really enjoyed it. And I played the, through the first level quite soon after we recorded that. I thought, yeah, I can, I can see it's pretty good. And then for whatever reason, I didn't go back to it for a couple of weeks. And, um, I just, my enthusiasm level wasn't as high as I was expecting it to be. And when I went back, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go back, play through the first level again. And when I did, I was just hooked. Um, it, it, it's not normally the type of first person shooter I would play. So I'm, I'm, I would tend to play through shooters um, quite methodically, you know, use cover where possible, pick enemies off, and that just isn't an option in this game. Obviously, the combat, as with the previous Doom games, is frantic and relentless. You've got wave after wave of enemies tracking you down, uh, loads of big, beefy weapons to choose from to to dispatch them. And, um, yeah, like I said, this normally wouldn't be the type of game I would go out and choose, but I'd obviously read so many positive reviews. I knew you had really liked it that I was really determined to give it a go. I'm just so pleased I did because it's it, so, it's a phenomenal game. What what sort of first person games do you normally go for? Because I'm in my head, I've got the thoughts that you 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 either go for sort of the story driven stuff or, but the way you're talking about the sort of the duck and the dive, that seems like the more tactical sort of stuff that you would get. I mean, what what's your preference really normally for for, for FPSs? I suppose just as a yeah, I guess... jumping off point. I guess story-driven games um, is a fair a fair point. So I guess the the one again we touched on it in a previous episode, but the the shooter I put most time into in the past couple of years was Destiny, um, and that is oh, yeah, of course. obviously a very different beast. But obviously you can be a lot more uh, tactical with that. A lot, you know, you hmm. can you can duck around, and it's a very different type of game anyway. But um, yeah, shoot. I, I say generally, I think I'm just a bit of a coward. I will, I will try to get my way <laughs> through the levels and, and try not to be confronted too much. And I, I don't want to kind of um, cheat my way through. I, I want to have fair fights, but I'll do what I can to stop being overwhelmed. And as I say in Doom, you, you know, you're going to be overwhelmed at times. There's, you've got to be on the move nonstop, um, and there's just waves and waves of, of increasingly difficult enemies coming after you. Um, but I just, I loved. That all the different systems in there to keep things interesting. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. There's, there's the glory kill system, so you you can you can just dispatch enemies, you know, with with these big weapons you've got, um, and move on to the next one. But if you choose to just weaken them, and they'll they'll flash a different color. If you run in close, which is obviously dangerous, uh, and I think you click the right stick to to kind of melee them to finish them off. Um, they'll drop health and, and eventually armor as well. So there's this real balance of do you go in for those risky finishing moves to to get a reward at the end, or do you do what I would normally do and try and keep your distance and pick them off from from further away, uh, and just kind of chaining those glory kills through as you go go through these massive arenas full of enemies is is just so satisfying. I found yeah, and and and, and those glory kills are kind of you're right. Those are really sort of key to to the ebb and flow flow of the combat in a lot of ways and i i remember there being quite a lot of um beforehand in the previews a lot of because the, the video footage came out of nowhere really with doom it didn't i don't think it had the usual sort of hype behind it there was a lot of people who thought it's not gonna it, it, this is not gonna feel like doom i suppose this was, was always the, the the viewpoint that was coming sort of online yeah. but um, and and when when those glory kills vid- footage came out, you got a lot of commentators straight, you know, keyboard warriors going, "Oh, this is a doom! You've got little cutscene bits. You're taking control <laughs> away from the from the player, which is kind of true. You are taking control, but the, the balance of how they've managed to work that in just works really nice. And I think a lot of that is to do with the speed at which it happens, isn't it? I mean, you, I never yeah. felt doing that. I was, you know, getting a cutscene, a QTE sort of kill or anything like that. No, not at all. It feels like part of the skill and how the game is kind of... It feels like a cornerstone, a pillar of, of the combat mechanic, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I had subsequently, since finishing the game, read, yeah, exactly that. A couple of people saying they didn't like that specific thing. Because of exactly that, you kind of lose control for... for half a second or so but it is as you say i never felt like it was resting control away from me it, it was it, it just felt like i was chained through them and it, it felt completely natural to me i just thought it it, it played so smoothly and there, there's other things in there so um if you're not familiar with with doom generally um there are a number of different weapons in there um did you have a particular favorite that you, that you, um, you try and kind of spread your time around with the different probably the shotgun i think i think yeah. always the shotgun it's just got a yeah. real punch to it hasn't it you just feel like you're just you know careening through enemies with that and um yeah. uh, and I, I think i think um they got that that weapon bang on um yeah i mean there are all the classics are in there i mean i'm guessing that was your favorite as well by the sounds of things in terms of definitely sort of, so, so you a, have a like the standard yeah, yeah. You, so you had the standard shotgun really early on, and then you unlock the super shotgun uh, probably a third of the way through. Yeah. And yeah, it's just unbelievably powerful, and um, yeah, just really, <laughs> really great feeling um, to 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 play through with that. But um, the the way it handles the kind of ammo balance, it does kind of encourage you to try out different weapons as well, which is really mm. nice. Um, so I mentioned obviously the glory kill system. You've got your main weapons, but you also pick up a chainsaw fairly early on. Now, I played the original games briefly, uh, but not not to any real extent. I don't know whether this was a part of the original games. Do you know? It was not. I know what you're going okay. to say, but no, it was not. Yeah. It's new to this. Yes. So I found this really really effective as well. So the the chainsaw it's hugely effective for a couple of reasons. So firstly. It's a one-hit kill on pretty much any enemy you find, providing you've got enough, <laughs> uh, 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 providing you've got enough fuel for it. And there's I think five fuel slots. Um, 
but that fuel is in short supply compared to the rest of the ammo you pick up. And secondly, um, killing an enemy with a chainsaw causes them to drop loads of regular ammo for your other weapons. So you've got this kind of um, this dilemma. If you're getting low on ammo for your favourite weapons, do you take out like quite an easy enemy with the chainsaw, just get rid of one fuel block um, to restock on ammo, but then you're risking not having enough fuel if suddenly you know a big guy who inevitably is going to be around the corner at any moment, um, you're not going to be able to have that kind of instant kill on him. Or do you stockpile it and, and save it and risk you know yeah. getting low with your favourite weapons and then having to experiment with others, which is which is something I did end up doing and and liked the fact that I was trying out weapons that I probably would have avoided otherwise. Um, so that that was really good. Um, and then in between the waves of combat, there are there are moments of calm where you can kind of explore a little bit more, collect your thoughts, and um, again for somebody like me, it's perfect. There's there's a number of different secrets and collectibles around around the levels as well. Um, they give you a number of different advantages, such as kind of points you can put into upgrading weapons, upgrading your mm-hmm. armor, uh, your abilities. And again, I thought the way they were implemented was really well done as well. Most of the weapon upgrade items are kind of hidden away and they take a bit of lateral thinking or at least exploring to uncover. But some of them are just given out for participating in combat. I was going to say, I I can't remember ever sort of hunting things out in particular in terms of upgrades. I I do remember the upgrade sort of tree and system, but I can't remember ever sort of feeling like I needed to sort of hunt things out, so... Well, that's it. I think that's the beauty of it. So so if you're the kind of person that even in a game like this, which is relentless, you feel like you want to go and explore every single nook and cranny and, and, and find it, then you're rewarded for doing that. But it's mm-hmm. not like the upgrades you find are specific upgrades for a certain weapon. They are essentially points, like an RPG, where you can then go into the tree, as you say, and choose which one you t- you put them into. So you're not if you just play through the game without hunting out the extra ones you're getting enough points to upgrade your favorite weapons yeah um, which which is uh, what i think i pretty much did i think you know i yeah. plugged them all into the shotgun basically and made that as powerful <laughs> yeah. as i possibly could and then everything else was, was kind of secondary um yeah yeah I'd, and, and and if i remember right there was there was the secondary fire on all of the weapons as well wasn't there and was there multiple yeah. ones i can't i'm sort of stretching my yeah so as you play through yeah yeah so there's all there was a like a little flying robot in each level or most levels that you could find that would have weapon mods um, oh, and yes. i think for most of them you had a choice of two or you could if you, right. if you sort, sort them all out you could get both and and then those could be upgraded as well so there's loads of different paths of upgrades you could follow if you did want to take the time to go through and, and try and get all of the upgrade points um and similarly with the suit as well um the suit upgrades are implemented in a similar way in that you're choosing choosing which category you put those points into. And for someone, again, like me, who likes to go around and find these kind of secrets and collectibles, um, there is a strand within the suit upgrades that gives you several um, upgrades that make, make finding those secrets easier from maybe just making the pad vibrate every time you're in the general oh. vicinity of a secret to... Did not know that. Yeah, that, that was a really good one. Um, that, that, again, that's well implemented. It's not pointing you literally to where it is, but it's just giving yeah. you an idea that actually, if you search around here a bit more, um, you're going to find something worth you know worth looking for. But then there is if you if you fire that uh, upgrade all the way up to the top, they do put icons throughout the map to let you know exactly where things are. Um, but that's not to say that they're easy to find. They'll, you can see where they are, but you might not know how to get to that platform, for instance. So it does sure. make things easier, but it doesn't handhold you completely. There's still a good level of challenge there. So. Throughout, I thought I thought that that kind of um, the way they balanced that was was excellent. And in terms of uh, 
kind of secrets to find. Uh, every level had a like a small portion of a classic Doom map hidden away somewhere. Did you find any of those? So I knew you were going to raise this, um, and I knew, I knew this was in the game, and um, I'd, I'd seen some video footage sort of fairly early on around how it was implemented, which was. You can already tell from the way I'm talking um, that that, <laughs> that that you it was just modern day Doom, and then you walk through an area and it suddenly becomes retro Doom. Is that right? Yes, that's uh, right. But yeah. but with the modern sort of icons and ammo pickups and enemies in it. Is that right? I'm not sure. No, so so it's. But all anyway, the I didn't find one. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> they they are the hardest thing to find. I think um, basically you have to find a lever in each level. And then even if you found the lever, you haven't necessarily found the door that it's opened up. It's somewhere nearby, but sometimes oh, there's quite a few twists and turns to take to find it. And those are ones that I tend, I kind of went, a lot of them I went back at the end to find. Did you um, find them no, legitimately? Within... Yes, uh, yeah, I did. But a lot of, some, a couple of them took a long, long time to find. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But again, that, uh, it, remember I said I did, I had already upgraded all of the kind of things that helps you find, sure. uh, the, 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 the various secret bits and pieces. Whereas me, I was just looking aimlessly. I, you know, I was just looking yeah. literally aimlessly. I was I was sort of doing the old, you know, look jumping high and, and looking round round corners of pipes and things like that and doing yeah. the you know, looking up to the sky to little corners of the map and, you know, I just couldn't find anything like that. I mean I I think there were a few secrets that I found like that where I found like a little tunnel that went somewhere else to a dead end. But generally speaking yeah. I was I was flying blind a lot of the time, so yeah, it's no surprise, I suppose. Anyway, <laughs> um, but no, when you when you did unlock those uh, and you go through, it is all completely styled in the in the um, classic style. So the pickups um, look like the old icons, but they are they you know you're you're picking up ammo for your current weapon and, and what have you. Okay. So it's um, it, it, it's balanced it's balanced out quite nicely. But they're they're all tiny portions, and I think I've not been and actually done it, but I think by by finding those, you you um, unlock kind of full classic Doom maps in the menu, um, but I've not had the time to go back and, and check okay. that yet. But um, um, and so, sorry, and so were the enemies in the classic style or not in those areas? I suppose did it did it or did it was it not that big? Where they're just very short segments of sort. They were really tiny areas actually, and I'm trying to think whether there were any. I think enemies. there were. I think there's one instance where there was enemies, maybe two, but most of them okay. it was just. Like a little, a little tiny room, essentially, sure. um, with just a, a homage, to, basically. To then, isn't yeah, it? yeah, absolutely. Um, so at the start, I said there was only one thing that annoyed me. That's that's a lie. So just <laughs> a very minor thing. So um, as I said, I got those upgrades that that kind of let you see where all the secrets are, and I get to the end of a level, and I'd realised there's stuff I hadn't done yet before I wanted to, you know, fit, essentially push the button that clearly was the end of the level. Um, so I'd turn around to go back as I normally would. And for most levels, that's absolutely fine. But for some levels, uh, a door you've gone through quite late in the level is, is locked from the other side. For, oh. And there didn't seem to be any kind of real rhyme or reason to it. I, d- I certainly don't think there was any technical reason. You know, it's quite smooth throughout. It's not like it was mm. it was loading mid-level and what have you. And it wasn't letting you back for that reason. So, I mean, it's a minor inconvenience. A couple of times I had to go back, back through um, just to kind of scratch that itch of wanting to try and find everything. But um, but generally it let you go back all the way through, which was which was great. But yeah, just on one of those one or two occasions, it was it was mildly irritating. But but yeah, those those two things are literally the only the only bad things I have to say about the game. I thought it was 
It was absolutely amazing. And it kept piling on new ideas level by level. So that first level, as I said, I think because I hadn't progressed past that, maybe I, I didn't realise just how different a game this was. So it's a relatively straightforward game. Obviously, you've got the systems with the glory kills and everything introduced. But then I think it's the second or third level they add in the weapon upgrade points um, for seeking out all the combat throughout the level. Then they add in these challenges, so three... Uh, yep. three tasks per level um, so you've got set tasks it might be you know defeat five of this specific enemy type with a glory kill it might be find two hidden pickups all different things um, and then again later on they add in the rune challenges I don't know if you did any of those but they were harder still I found um, they're kind of a set of combat challenges where you're transported off to a different area and that's the bit where where especially I found the loading times really painful um, and you're kind of given a strict time limit to kill enemies with a specific weapon. Yeah, yeah, um, that that um, that felt very much like um, that reminded me a lot of Devil May Cry. I don't know if you're familiar with a lot of those games, but they have a mode called Bloody Palace mode where they kind okay. of do that. It's, and they kind of test your skills, I suppose, in a combat arena. And uh, some of the hardest challenges in Devil May Cry games are through that. And and so quite a lot of you know hardcore players quite enjoy going through that. And it, it harkened to that to me, those areas. I didn't think they were great. It was a bit like the God of War does, I think, challenge rooms like that, if I remember as well. They're okay. I, but again, I, I think it did reward you, didn't it? It was sort of upgrade points or something along those lines. For sort of yeah, so it's, it's a, 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 yeah, kind of a whole new level of upgrades that um, it's from stuff like enemies will drop more ammo, all, all sorts of different yeah. things, or, or more manoeuvrability. With That's the right. Jump they were like ruins, the weren't they? They were all like, not yeah. Greek, but like symbols, weren't they, that you could turn on or off, yeah. almost like... Um, That's it, yeah. You could you could have, if you've unlocked modif- enough, you modifications, could have up to three. Modifications, weren't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you could have up to three active at a time. So again, balancing which one of those you need in a particular scenario was, was pretty nice as well. Um, so yeah, it just kind of kept seemed throughout to keep piling on a new layer of, of stuff to keep you interested. Um, just offering up all these little extras. And like I say, you can safely ignore them if you want to and just play through the game and it's going to be perfectly enjoyable. You know, going to be a, a real thrill ride throughout without any of that extra stuff. But for me, all those extras just added to it, added to the to the experience. Okay. Uh, t- t- two, two things I want to ask. One, what difficulty did you play on? Uh... Just the the standard St- hurt me plenty. Okay. So normal, okay. I think normal. Okay. And um, was, was there anything that really stood out? Was there any like real big moment in the game that you thought, okay, this is a standout of of, of either level design or, or situations or just something that really stuck with you from it? Because uh, there were a few for me, and I just wondered. See, now I can't think of anything that that leaps out. I think it was a kind of slow accumulation for me of. Because I I had had that experience of playing through that first level, and not being underwhelmed, I was enjoying it, but I don't think it really grabbed me. And I, and I'd read so many good reviews, and then I think going back and going, do you know what? Actually, now I'm getting into this. And then I think maybe I'm trying to think. So so you start off in the facility, you go out into into Mars, yeah. um, and then obviously you're transported to hell. Each of those moments where the environments are changed change um yeah. were, were interesting for me yeah um, but I, i'd be interested I, to hear what 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 it was for you that stood out yeah yeah absolutely that i think i think the, the one that stuck for me was that first moment when you come out of the facility like you say that yeah. change because it's not just the first i think there was a few levels that were based on the sort of facility sort of things and 
Um, if I remember rightly, it follows the exact same pattern as the original Doom. I don't know how familiar you are with that, but it was the same. It was very much, you know, facility. Then it was hell, and then it was sorry. Then yeah. it was uh, Mars, and then it was hell. And when you're in, when you're in, when you first get to hell, I mean, that was the bit where I just was like, "This, this is great." Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I did the thing which I don't don't do in many games, and 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 unless I really enjoy them, I did the slow walk. I did the slow walk on purpose, <laughs> you, you know, yeah. which is just to take it in and have a look around because yeah. I was just like, and 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 I think that with the music just kind of all melded really nicely and yeah. I was, and and it did the and then the thing the game does really well is like when it wants to push your adrenaline up you know the music really kicks in a gear and kind of the bass line goes in and the yes. drums come and the guitar shred you know and it's it's full on uh full on metal i suppose isn't it you know but you know it feels it it has that visceral feeling to things and and yeah. that that was always the the sort of the big moment for me in, in the game was was that sort of change when you first saw that, and I think it did it remarkably well. Um, yeah, you know, it, it what it what the the hell moment for me, what it felt like is, if, I don't know if you remember, and they, they, I think they ape it on the on the flip of the cover for for the for the Doom cover, the the, the original sort of, sort of on on this release that the cover on on the game box is pretty nondescript, but on the reverse. You've got the original sort of Doom cover, and I don't know if you're aware, but it's you know it's the Doom guy kind of stood on all of these creatures, and they're all kind of yes stretching their arms up to try and reach him, and he's sort of shooting down with them a shotgun, and that yeah. picture summed up Doom for a lot of my sort of uh, childhood, I suppose, and and I've really getting to hell felt like that picture of sort of imagined, you know, that was kind of yeah. what I imagined it would always be like. And I don't think the original Doom ever gave that same feeling as that, as that front cover. That would, you know, I think cover art in a lot of games used to be. Well, this is what we want to achieve. But I really felt when I got there, it's like, wow, that's that feeling that that that, that it gave me that that. It was very evocative of that of that cover to me, mm. the whole area, you know. So that was the one, um, and then the other one I suppose to pick out was when you get the BFG. I don't know. Yes, if, if you want to say. It about that element at all or anything yeah so that again that's another level of complete empowerment so we talked about the the chainsaw earlier on that, that kind of means essentially whatever you come up against you, you you can take down but the the bfg again very limited ammo um but will just obliterate everything in its path essentially and chain you know chain attacks around nearby enemies to whatever you're targeting um and again yeah just a, an incredible feeling the first time you use that weapon it's just you know, in a situation where beforehand you would have been completely up against it, uh, you're just completely taking the taking the fight to them. <laughs> uh, and uh, again, just introduced at just the right time, just as things might start sure. to feel not stale, but maybe you know a bit samey. Um, again, they introduce this new weapon, which just changes things up hugely. Yeah, no, absolutely, and 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 I th- I th- yeah, it's it's a great moment when it's introduced. It's not, you know, I don't want to spoil it because um, it's yeah. it's quite pivotal, sort of in in that pacing of the game. And yes. um, you know, I think yeah, you're absolutely right. It's just it's just really nicely introduced and kind of um, put in there. And um, yeah, I, I think I had similar feelings to you about the entire game. I, and I'm, I'm quite sort of heavy on system based games and. 
yeah. this is what I mean. I Doom felt like that. It layered the things very nicely over each other and kept you engaged through the way those elements worked in tandem. And I think, I think for me, the the biggest the biggest thing that that made it feel like Doom was that the game wasn't afraid at any point just to lock you in a small space you know two or three corridors and bits where you can loop around and jump around in 20 different routes to try and escape while it's spawned in enemies from nowhere and yeah i kind of get the feeling over the years we've lost that with games like fps's you know it's all about they don't spawn creatures in a lot of them you know a lot of them just Mm. go well it's realistic you know even those that want to aspire to be sort of a a big sort of run and gun game will still have some element of well we can't just spawn creatures in, but Doom just kind of went to hell with that. You know we're gonna we're gonna make a Doom game and and that means we're gonna have death rooms where you know you know that they'll, they'll come out of nowhere and you're gonna have to deal with it sort of thing. And yeah, yeah, that that's what was really nice to me. And they layered that with the whole backtracking thing with the keys, the coloured keys, and the, all of oh, that. Yes, yeah. Which just felt great. I mean, we, we there isn't many games that have that sort of level design, and I think that's what I really, really liked more than anything was that it never it didn't lose what Doom was, and that's that's not that's not always been the case with Doom. Like you know, Doom yeah. Three was not really like that. You know, it was trying to do the horror thing with the torch and things. So um, it was just nice to have a game that did that. Um, what what. What did you think of the story? I mean, you know, <laughs> it was what it was. I wasn't paying a huge amount of attention, to be honest, after a while. No. I mean, if you dug around um, in the menu, there was a fair bit, you know, there's a bit of lore, like in, in the item descriptions and monster descriptions and, and stuff. Bit. But I, yeah, Well, a fair bit, fair, fair or whack. But I was just too having too much fun to yeah. spend too much time in the menus, to be honest with you. Same, um, same. Yeah, so I was just, I was just pushing through. Yeah, it sounds like you you had a similar attitude. Yeah, I I I wasn't. I saw all the text and the lore, and I thought I can't be bothered with this. I just I just wanted to sort of play the game, you know. And uh, I yeah. thought, you know, I I did a little bit of maybe what you did as well. I you know there were bits that didn't gel with me fully. I I I don't. I mean, I think some of the upgrade system was probably a bit overdone for my liking. But you know, right. it was fine. It wasn't too over obtrusive, you know. Like you say, you could kind of take it or leave it to a certain degree. And, you know, and not to put too much thought into it, it was fine just to kind of, you know, delve into that. I think the reason I asked about difficulty before, I don't think I played on normal. I think I played a step up. Um, Okay. So I died a lot. Um, (laughs) Yeah, okay. But I like that. I'm a bit of a masochist like that, you know. I uh, <laughs> I wanted that challenge when I played it, and um, it wasn't it wasn't on the stupid challenge sort of settings, which kind of get ridiculous. But um, it was nice. It was nice yeah. nice to feel pushed, and the and I really enjoyed that because um, when my favorite enemies showed up, I'd like to know what yours is. But um, when my favorite enemies showed up, I I you know I really was like. Oh shit! What am I gonna do? <laughs> Running around corners with like you know two shots available in my shotgun and things like that. Yeah. You know, I was up against it, and I like those moments in the game where you feel your back is up against the wall and there's no way out, and you've just got to pull it out the bag. And I think because you had that melee system, you could always pull it out the bag. 
you know yeah. there's never yeah, a situation where i felt okay i'm screwed here um and i think that's what's really interesting is how that balanced out throughout the entire game it was never uh, even on the higher difficulties i never felt well this is unfair and I, there's no way i can get out of that and i think and and and, and yeah, it and it reminded me of, of those best moments of Halo in that sense when you know when you're playing on high level difficulties and that it's the same thing of you know well I'm up against two elites I don't know what I can do but I know I've got enough on me to be able to deal with this situation it was yeah. a similar sort of feeling and uh, I really liked that that's that that was that was the moment for me that kind of made the game for me. Um, what's your favorite enemy in Doom? So. God, again, I don't know if I've got one standout, but I, I, I favorite or <laughs> one that caused me the most panic, like you said, <laughs> Both. probably, yeah. Um, those, uh, I again, I don't know the names of all of them, but the ones I found hardest to deal with actually were the classic, you know, the flying orb type guys. Yes. Yeah, um, they're, they're my favorite. Outside with, with yeah, I yeah, found my really difficult. To, yeah, the, yeah, ca- okay. the, the caca demons. Are you talking about? That's the one. That's the yeah, one. yeah. They're yeah. brilliant. They're amazing, and they look they they look hellish when you see them. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like, and when they fl- when there's a bunch of them, you can't get close enough to do. That was sort of really interesting because you know traditionally they were always there flying around a bit out of reach, but now they're literally out of reach. So it's like. Yeah. Come a bit closer so I can punch you in the face sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. And you, you're kind of goading them yeah. at some level, aren't you, to kind of go, well, you know, if I go around this corner, they might follow me and then I can get rope around the back and I can punch them in the face. Yeah. You know, there's a bit yeah, of that absolutely. happening. Um, and the power-ups do that as well. I can't remember what they're all called, but there's the one that just makes your fists just literally go through everything. Of course, everything, yeah, I should have mentioned there. that. Yeah. Yeah, um, and you go um, yeah, at like double a... speed, I think, don't you? And it's just yes, yeah, manic. There's a there's an invulnerability one. There's a quad damage one. So all your you know all your bullets do do four times the damage. But yeah, the by by far the most fun is the, the one you you mentioned there, where you just just pile your fists through everything for, for ten or fifteen <laughs> seconds. Yeah, again, just changes the pace up and just empowers you for that for that short time. And yeah, because I'd I'd go a long time without. Like essentially forgetting that the chainsaw was there and then as you say finding a bit uh, an area a bit tough but then suddenly remember actually no this is a fundamental part of it you know like, tactically that that is what you should be thinking when do i utilize this weapon that's going to get me ammo drops um versus the glory kill that's going to get me um you know uh, health or or armor or whatever. i just thought those choices that you had to make on the fly just yes. made for such a such an interesting game yeah Absolutely, yeah. that yeah. No, I would definitely agree. I forgot it was it was it was linked to health. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And you would do that, and you would see those encounters as health opportunities almost, wouldn't you? It'd be like, well, yes. okay, then yeah, absolutely. If I know I can deal with three of these up close, and four of them are over there, then then I'll be okay. And you kind of balancing that as you go around, and yes, yeah. all those quick yeah, decisions absolutely. and uh, I, yeah, it it made me feel good playing it as well. I mean, I felt like an absolute, you know champ basically and i do i do like that as, as i get older as well i kind of go do i still have it and then when i play something like that, i go yeah i've still i can still still got the skills to pay the bills you know i just yeah. i do i do like that feeling still so um yeah it, it was great um and I've, I've, I've the other thing and and I, I didn't really pick up on it but i've had a lot of people say about the attitude of the game and the character and the the the, the doom guy feels feels like he has a bit of a 
bravado about him a bit more than he used to do in the way it's animated and yes. stuff. Did you did you pick up on any of that or did you sort of I think that, that kind of maybe that's referring I, I I did get that like early on he a couple of times, you know, he comes across um video screens that are giving you information and rather than just kind of clicking off them, he rips them off the wall and, yeah, you know, yeah. tosses them aside. <laughs> that that kind of Duke Nukem style <laughs> attitude type type thing to it, I suppose. That uh, So I, th- I wonder whether that's the kind of thing they're getting at, because I don't know that there's a huge yeah. amount else to go on from it. But, um, but yeah, it's a playful game, isn't it? I mean, hugely gory, as you would expect from the kind of, kind of thing we've been talking about. Some of the, um, some of the glory kills are, are particularly brutal. Um, so I suppose if you're of a, of a nervous position, <laughs> disposition, it's not the game for you, but... But um, it, it, if you can just revel in that and go with the flow, it, it's uh, yeah, it, it's an attack on the senses, isn't it? It's just it's there's there's so much going on, as you mentioned as well, which I I should have drawn attention to when I was talking about it, the music plays a massive part, as you say, just up in that adrenaline level at just the right moment. Um, yeah, just everything everything kind of uh, comes together into a, a really impressive package. I think. Did you do you play the multiplayer at all? Um, I think I dabbled in it, um, and I didn't find it very interesting, if I'm honest. Uh, yeah. I didn't really get yeah. much out of it. I, there was some sort of um, mode which seemed to be like following an object around and protecting it or something or other, and okay. I couldn't couldn't get along with it. Um, it was okay, but it, I think it was using a different engine, um, I'm, I'm, and I think... It, again, it was really strange how they rolled out Doom because if I remember, they did a beta for the multiplayer and people played it and they went, well, this isn't any good. Uh, yeah. And then the Bethesda seemed to have this idea that they don't want to give review code out to games ahead of schedule. So because oh, there was right, the yeah. multiplayer beta that wasn't great and then they were delaying the review code as they normally do. So everybody was going... Well, if they showed off the multiplayer and that's rubbish, then the single player must be rubbish. So this is going to be a dud. And it's just really yeah. interesting that that's just not the case at all. But um, <laughs> I don't know why they did that. I, they, they make strange decisions sometimes, I think, Bethesda. Mm. And, um, but, I, I mean, I, I don't know if you've seen um, the No Clip documentary on, on Doom as well. Um, no, but, I read about it today and didn't have time to watch it before we recorded, but yeah. that's definitely my next port of call. But the feeling from that, from watching that, I think I think the team knew that it was uh, that it was good. I think they they had a yeah. hunch that that they were onto something here, and um, that they had managed to capture what the you know that feeling of doom. And um, mm. the th- the thing with this game as as well is, like most games that come back, um, really pr- protracted development time with this one. You know, yeah. this wasn't the doom that they were developing. 10 years ago you know there's been multiple tries at this that have just kind of stalled and sort of they've just scrapped and went well that doesn't feel right so uh, you know it's really interesting and um obviously doom doom 2 is coming now uh i don't know if you've seen any footage of doom 2 um i watched maybe uh... five minutes of it and i was like okay that's fine i don't need to see anymore it's cool um (laughs) So, so I'm exactly the same. I saw the reveal at I think it was at E3, maybe in one of the conferences, and I was just like, "Yeah, that's I'm in. I'm I'm I'm, I'm all over it." So, um, yeah, like you, I don't need to to watch anymore. I will I will definitely be picking up that game. It's um, yeah, uh, and and I, again, I don't I, I I haven't played the multiplayer either. Um, okay. so, um, did you try the snap map couple stuff of, at all? <laughs> 
No, I haven't. I haven't looked at any of that stuff. Okay. I haven't either. I, did, I just wondered if you were inclined. Um, and I don't know if that's shareable, if you can play other people's versions online and download them. I, I presume remember, so. I, I think that's the case. But yeah, no, I but, should, um, I've, not, I've not got rid of it off the hard drive yet. I need to go back in and have a look at some of those bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. But um, I think when I finished yeah. it, I, I just felt very satisfied with it. And I was just like, well, I don't yeah. really want to sort of muddle it with, with more content. I was kind of... It, it, I almost feel this stuff's just extra because they need to sell it as a AAA sort of game for yeah. £40 pounds yeah. or whatever. And for me, it was just like, yeah. well, no, it's fine. I'm happy with whatever the single player is, you know. So that's a big part of why I didn't play it. There's that, and I'm genuinely quite bad at competitive um, shooters uh, online. Okay. So I get frustrated. Unless I'm good off the bat, I get frustrated. I don't have the time to put into to a game like that to get good enough to make it <laughs> enjoyable. <laughs> for me um but I, uh, the larger part in this instance was exactly what you just said so uh, the game felt like a perfect length to me as i said it kept on layering on the, layering on these different elements uh, to keep it interesting then threw more and more enemies at you towards the end to the extent that i think if there'd been one more level it would have felt like too much but it just mm. it, it it just stopped at the right time and i think that that was the provide you know the, the feeling i came out with is just yeah i'm i'm happy with that as you say um is the VR spin-off as well? Has that tempted you at all? Um, I played it briefly. Um, one of my friends picked it up. Um, it's um, yeah, I, th- I think that's quite a short experience. Um, it's something I will definitely pick up. Right. And um, but like most VR things with um, multiple movements, it's obviously a bit more prone for um, motion sickness and things like that. Um, yeah. But, um, I think I think what and it, so it uses what the, the warp mechanism, so you don't have free move. You kind of point to where you want okay. to move to, and so when you were talking about yep. you know chaining the glory kills and sort of punching them, there's a bit of that. I think I think I've barely played it, but I think there's a bit of I that see. in the structure of what it is. So I think that's what they've tried to do to try and get around the issue of you know making a very fast moving game that's obviously gonna potentially make you puke is not ideal so you know <laughs> yeah. um, you know they've taken away control of various elements and tried to sort of I, I suspect amplify that element of the gameplay a bit more than the gunplay element of the game um but i mean i'm still interested because i think what vr does very well is at scale and i think seeing some of those creatures um sort of towering over you um will be really mm. uh, really interesting to see that and and and, and that sense of place will will come across even more strongly. So yeah, it's something I'll pick up at some point, but it's not sort of a, it's not on the immediate must play or must do. Uh, yeah. But uh, it, yeah, I'll definitely I'll definitely pick it up at some point. Cool. Okay. Good stuff. So that was what I played. You played a game with very similar sensibilities. Uh, Yaku's Island Express. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a stone's throw away, isn't it, from Doom Yaku? Um... <laughs> Yeah, I bought this. I bought this fairly recently, so it's not one that's been sort of on the uh, the backlog for for very long. And um, I remember I, uh, I I just had a lot of sort of uh, interesting uh, conversation about this on the internet. But I'll be honest, knew very little about it. Very much, very much a blind purchase. I'd heard it described as a Metroidvania mixed with a pinball game, and. Um, I think that was enough for me to kind of go, well, let's see what this is like. And like I say, there's a lot of hype behind it. Um, 
it's it's um it's an interesting game i i don't think it is a great game but i think it is a good game with some very neat ideas um i think the metroidvania sort of moniker is a bit of a misnomer for this um from my perspective anyway i think maybe other people might disagree but um it it has that that style in terms of sort of um being 2d going through an area and sort of revisiting areas but it doesn't have a strong sort of linkage with previous areas it feels uh for me sort of metroidvania games are always very much predicated on um getting new abilities um uh, opening things previously um and sort of looking in the environments first time you go through them to kind of go i can't get through that area there or why can't i reach that thing over there and then realizing later on that there was some element you were missing to sort of get that which this game i don't think has uh but what it does have is some really neat pinballing mechanics um totally bizarre and unique um the setup for this i mean so yeah for some context um the game you start washed off of shore you're a dung beetle um and you are rolling this ball of dung um around and I, I can't remember exactly but there's there's some gods i think there's a god that's just sort of died or something or the, i think the majority of them have one of them's been slain and trying to get power back to the one sort of um deity that's that's still there um and you have this little fly companion what, what is he do you know um the fly companion that you have that kind of guides you sort of through the opening area oh yeah no i don't know uh, what is he? he he must be like a dragon he's not a dragonfly is he i, d- I don't know what he is yeah There's a- i can't <laughs> i don't know <laughs> and so he kind of leads you through and kind of tutorializes sort of the start of it uh in terms of yeah. in terms of what you're doing and, and going through the areas and um so although you control the, this dung beetle, um, it's it it doesn't really feel like you're controlling the beetle. Um, you know, it's a bit like uh, almost like Katamari, where you know, in that that you you feel like you're the little person pushing the ball. In this, yeah. it feels more like you're controlling the ball itself. Yes. So for me, instantly, it felt a bit a bit Sonicy, I suppose, in some ways. It has that sort of momentum of bouncing around an area. Um, which, you know, people always said, you know, Sonic was always sort of the, the blend between sort of the pinball and the platforming. And I think this is, you know, blending between sort of pinballing and, and um, a Metroid. But the pinballing section specifically feel like pinball tables. Um, and they were neat. They were really nicely put together. So um, what you find is, is that um, you'll move into a, an area with a room and then you'll go up a pipe uh into into and then you kind of just dropped literally into sort of what looks like a pinball table but blended with the art style of um this island the island's very sort of um sort of jungly i suppose um although it has bits of sort of different sort of environments in there i think there's a desert sort of bit and a snowy area that i remember quite vividly in there but it um it blends these sort of um areas of pinball tables into um into the world and because of the way it kind of um, has to fill sort of the areas out, you end up feeling you end up feeling like you're in these very multi-part pinball tables where um, you'll have bits where maybe you'll have the top, middle, bottom, but then you'll have bits off to the side as well, and maybe to the left or the right. And you would want to sort of explore that because 
that's where you'd find the different routes to sort of where you're going through the areas. Um, I thought the the story was okay. It was passable. It kind of pushed the game along. Um, the, the major sort of, um, like I say, the gameplay part was the pinball bits, which, I mean, it played a good game of pinball. Uh, I can't lie. Um, I, I don't know what sort of experience you've had with pinball games, but sometimes video game pinball doesn't feel quite right. The, mm. the sort of the weight and the feel um, of the ball moving up and moving down doesn't doesn't quite work. But this one this one felt good, um, and there was enough sort of elements sort of in the areas of um, having to sort of um, hit so many targets or do so many sort of bits and pieces of the environment um, before moving on that felt. Um, satisfying enough. Um, one of the thing, one of the problems I often have with pinball games specifically is that um, it's too literal of a pinball game. Of this is a pinball machine that exists in real life, therefore this is how this works. And I've played pinball games, and um, the idea of you know looping around one lamp three t- ramp three times and then going around the other activate something seems completely incomprehensible as objectives you know and i think mm. i think that's what i liked most about this game it felt like a pinball game with an actual objective for for the first time ever you know i, I don't that's the biggest barrier for me with pinball stuff it's, it's just high score chasing and therefore i don't really get into that because the rules of getting high score seem obtuse so it just ends up just being how long can i play for mm. whereas this because you're sort of adventuring and finding objects and trying to achieve sort of very specific goals and aims it had more meaning and and it drove me along better than sort of a pure pinball game would do Um, how did you sort of um, take to it yeah I really liked it I I, I thought um, as you say when I first heard about it uh, it sounded like a Obviously, sounded like a unique game, not a game, the type of game I played before. A platformer mixed in with a with a pinball game, and like you, I thought the the pinball implementation was was really good. Um, the physics, as you say, were, were were spot on. Felt nice and weighty, and 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 reacted to how you would expect them to. And similar to you, I've I've played pinball games before where that hasn't been the case. So that that was kind of one. Uh, potential area where I thought it might it, it might stumble, but 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 worked really well. Um, yeah, similar to you, the story w- w- was nice, but but nothing you know to to, to really kind of um, write home about. But um, it served its purpose and, and kept you going. I know what you mean by by in terms of feel like you were controlling the ball during the platforming rather than yeah. rather than the beetle. Yeah, yeah, yeah I totally get that. Um, but yeah, no, which I, is I not was... a criticism. It, no. I, I think that that. That was the right design choice for that. I think yes. you know. I think yeah. if they if they put if it felt like you're controlling the beetle, the, the the actual game just wouldn't work, you know. And yeah. I think I think it was very smart that they did that. And um, you know, um, obviously, I think at some level there's a conceit there of finding a creature and an object that can they can make yeah. work. As in, can we can we find a round object we can use as a pinball, and then something with legs that feels like it could actually move around an environment. Yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty smart that they'd, they'd managed to find the dung beetle as yeah. being the answer to that. I thought that was really absolutely, clever, you know? yeah, yeah. No, I just thought it was really, really refreshing, innovative game. I was really enamoured with it, and uh, I think a big part of that also uh, something you haven't mentioned yet was the, was the soundtrack. I found really catchy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I don't think it was catchy per se, personally for me, but I think it had a real. 
it had a real nice groove and, and vibe to it. It was um it wasn't um sort of um it wasn't very generic, I don't think. I thought it was really inventive in sort of the the instruments it would use and um and in particular the the, the theme of sort of going around on these zipline areas really yes. sort of like uh, ramps up and sort of almost like uh, carnival sort of feel when you're going around them, which yeah. was like super nice. Um, again, the snowy area had a real sort of like calming influence, but just really like really interesting mix of uh, genres. Uh, it was, you know, it was almost like a little bit hip hop in parts and stuff. You know, it, it, yeah. it didn't, it, it wasn't what I was expecting in terms of a soundtrack. And I think equally the art style, really different and unique. Um, I suppose it reminded me a little bit of uh, the, the the modern Rayman ones. So um, yes, Rayman Origins and yeah. Legends. It has that sort of um, very large, sort of um, flat but very sort of uh, animated sort of style to it. Um, felt felt very European um, the art style to me, um, if that makes sense. Um, not American, yeah. um, and and I liked that. It, it it definitely it definitely came through. I think. I think they're, they're Scandinavian. I think that's where it was made, somewhere up there. And I think it definitely sort of um, shows through. It's either that or French. It's one of the two. I probably get mixed up in what <laughs> what what the uh, what the look is. I mean, and it, I I don't think it's it's not my favourite sort of graphical style for a game, but it it was unique, you know, and um, it worked. It didn't feel it didn't feel cheap, and it didn't feel forced or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? It felt. Yeah. I never got the feeling that this game was a compromise, really. I think, um, I think, uh, from my understanding, this is sort of the the first major game from from an indie studio, which I think they spent like four years making this. Um, Not not fully sort of making it, but they were prototyping what they wanted to make and where they wanted to go. And this is ultimately what they they landed and sort of developed. And um, it's um, it's a remarkably good first stab at something as i say i don't think i i think i think there's a lot of views out there that it it's it's one of the best of, of the year um i just don't i don't think it's that classic um game i think um i think the two i think i think it's really original i mean and and uh, you know i think more than anything i really enjoy I enjoy seeing developers taking original steps and trying something bold, new, different that hasn't been done before. Mm. And I think this definitely delivers on that. I mean, I cannot think of a single game that is anything like this. Um, but I, there was just certain things that I think don't quite work. I mean, um, the, the way, the way the levels are constructed don't feel entirely, um, organic and real to me. Um, you know, there are these massive sort of, pinball tables bunched in an island um which you know only your main character can sort of navigate nobody else or none of the other animals on this island can kind of navigate this island apart from you and i know that's that's you know lots of games are like that but it felt very particular in this where you know uh, and inside of a house is a pinball table it's like mm, come on that's not that's not quite right is it you know um, <laughs> yeah. so but but Ultimately, I prefer that. I prefer a game sort of um, bending its narrative and its world slightly to to make sure the mechanics work. Um, and like I say, it definitely delivers on on that front. Um, 
I'd be very interested to see what they do in the future. I think I think they could probably um probably improve on this in terms of in terms of a sequel I think would be really nice to see. Mm. Um because there were great ideas but I think there was more they could have done with it. Um there were a few side missions and stuff. Did you did you do all of that sort of busy work and side mission stuff as well? I did. I I um I hundred percented it, and I did see that you'd done the same. I was going to ask you: is it is that normal for you? Is that the top? I know I know there wasn't a huge amount there. It, it was still relatively quick to do once you'd finished. But is that something you yeah, to do with I, with a game that hasn't blown you away? It sounds like that, like you enjoyed it, but it wasn't you know it wasn't really up there for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I will, I will, I will chase sort of um, trophies if I think it's doable and easily <laughs> done, and I think that's. That's what happened in this scenario. You know, I finished it yeah. fairly quickly, and I had a look at sort of the trophy list, and um, they all looked sort of uh, interesting enough, and not sort of too much, you know, um, too much busy work. You know, I yeah. I felt that I'd already sort of tackled a number of these, and 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 that proved to be the case. And actually, it was nice. It was nice to do that extra stuff. It rounded out the game a bit better. Um, yeah. it, it was a nice balance of extra stuff that that kind of. Um, that, that 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 I got more out of the game because of doing it. Um, I don't always do that. Sometimes I look at sort of games and finish them and kind of think. Um, I look at it and even if it's a game that I've enjoyed, I might go, "Well, that's just going to take me twice as long to do all the extras." Yeah. Yeah. I think they struck this weird middle ground of yeah, I wasn't blown away, but then I looked and thought, but I still enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed yeah. my time with it. Yeah. There was nothing. There was no point during the game where I was like. Uh, I, I, I never felt like you've made me play this and I'm going to get annoyed at playing this for any more time. <laughs> you know, it was very much like, well, you know, I'm enjoying it. I'll go back and get those extra bits and bobs, you know. Yeah. Um, it does a lot right. I'm not saying it's not a good game. It's clearly a good game. Um, I just don't think it's going to... I don't think I'm going to be here in, you know, even five years' time sort of um, thinking, wow, that game blew me away. And... Mm. Um, I want to play it again. I mean, I might do. I might be wrong, but I think, um, I think for this studio, I think it's a great sort of starting point for them to kind of um, take things forward. But you know, and and all credit for the originality of the game, really, because there are so many games out there now that you know just stick to the templates of what's been done before. But genuinely, there is, I, you know, I've played games for twenty odd years and. I've never played a game like this ever. Mm. So, mm. you know, if you're looking for something that's just different from everything else out there, this absolutely is, you know, um, and it won't take long, you know, to see, see what it's got to offer and it will be enjoyable. Um, the, there was one thing with sort of the extras that kind of bugged me a little bit was, um, th- there were extras, uh, that, that were in the environment, but then they don't show up on the map. So you're playing through it, and I had to kind of look up online to find up where those extra bits were, which was a bit annoying because I thought there should be a way of sort of finding out for yourself. So there was one that particularly frustrated me. Was, would it be the scarabs that you were looking for? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. the little sort of very specific elements that you have to hit in the environment. And, yeah. Um, no, to be honest, I couldn't even, I didn't even know what they were the first time sort of going through the environment. I was like... I- Exactly the same for me. I hadn't noticed them at all. Cause they're, so they're on the, the pinball tables, aren't they? But you have to um, brush the ball 
buy them a certain number of times for them to to activate basically okay um, and yeah I, it ties into one of the one frustration I, I would say I had with the game in a wider context it was the map um that it, it didn't it didn't effectively indicate uh, a few couple of a couple of different things um so obviously part of the game is you you're this this uh, you're delivering posts throughout the the game is is one of the little side missions it's asking you to do, mm. um, and the map certainly as I read it wasn't effectively telling you which ones you had delivered to and which ones you hadn't. So there'd be mailboxes showing up on there that seemed to be saying you need to go and deliver to this one, um, right. but when I went and checked, I already had. So that that was one part of it. There, when I played it, um, there was no indication at all of the, of the scarabs. And that was the last thing I needed to do to co- to complete it to 100%. And I understand they've patched an update in now. So yeah, if you've only was, got a it, certain percentage it, left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did. It Towards the end, it did sort of show them. But I didn't realise that was a patch. I mean, that's... Um, yeah, I can imagine it would have been very frustrating without having any indication of what's been left yeah, and what's been done. Yeah. I mean, that sounds hard. Because some of them are completely tiny and really hard. Really hard to find. Um but uh, but yeah, um, I think uh, I think I, I I can't remember whether I did it post patch the final the final bit or not um, right. where they showed up because I think there were a couple I just couldn't find even having gone and looked for a map um, online obviously they're just telling you where all the potential ones are and I couldn't tell whether I'd done <laughs> whether I'd done them or not or I couldn't find specific ones so um, yeah that th- that being patched in I think helped me helped me finish it. Um, and uh, yeah, that that was the only the only thing I had a problem with. I've read some people online say they really struggled with um, you know the slugs in the game that you have to hoover up for certain things and they oh, can yeah. explode um, the equivalent of what you would, uh, you know would be a, like a a cracked wall in in a, in a Metroid game or, or a Zelda game or whatever it sure. might be. Um, uh, I didn't have any problem with that. I don't know if if you had any issues with those. Not particularly. I think yeah. I think there were some power ups that meant you could get two or three of them in terms yeah. of um, sort of storing them up. I mean, there were certain parts where I was um, sort of using them and trying to sort of get to areas, but I think um, yeah, if I remember, basically I was sort of tackling it in completely the wrong way. You know, it, it was it was I was trying to sort of. Um, utilize them um incorrectly to try and do something and actually there was a different way of sort of getting there and that happened at least you know once or twice where um i didn't sort of um um sort of utilize correctly sort of what i was meant to be doing but there were a few bits like that where i did something or got to somewhere on the map and i i almost felt it might not be repeatable if that makes sense right i think it was tied to some of those explosions but in terms of being frustrations, it wasn't a frustration, but it was a bit like I'm still not 100% sure how I managed to do that. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, I think that what I had read with people's frustration was was the timing. Because you have, basically, you would launch the ball, would be launched towards the slug, and time would slow down, and you have to hoover it up yeah, with this you upgrade them. you've got. Yeah, yeah and yeah, then yeah. Uh, you can fire them back out towards the, the, the kind of... Um, destructive elements of the environment um and like i say i i never really 
had an issue with it. It seemed quite natural to me. But yeah, a couple of people I read online that they just couldn't get the timing down. I don't know whether you had to. It's a while since I played that, so I don't know if, if you had to hold the button down and they were just tapping. I don't know, but but yeah, um, yeah, I couldn't really get my head around how how they were struggling so badly with it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but there you go. I, I, I um, suspect it's like I've yeah. said though. It's it, there are bits of it where it just. The game doesn't hold your hand, I suppose, in terms of no, that's how true. to do the next bit or do the, do the next bit. And yeah, but in terms of sort of use utilizing them, it was only really for the secrets where I was sort of struggling to kind yeah. of uh, replicate for actually sort of playing through the game. It wasn't an issue, and I think that's the right balance, really, in my from my perspective. You know, if you're doing extra bits and bobs, then then I think it's okay if it's a bit difficult. You know, it, it kind of should be to a certain degree. Uh, whereas you know, if it was if it's impeding your storyline, then I think that's a little bit of a a bit more of a concern. But certainly not something that um, not something that I came across. I did come across um, a couple of bugs though. I um, I had to do a hard reset where I ended up sort of going backwards oh, through okay. a bit that I shouldn't have been able to, uh, yeah. or perhaps I should have. I don't know. But I, was, I ended up completely stuck with no flippers and completely unable to get out of the area. So yeah. Um, you know, I, th- I think that I think there's a few signs that maybe they were um, rushing um, to to get this published in time. I think that combined with what you've said about the map, etc. I think you know, I think they were probably um, maybe pressed in terms of publishing um, timetables or whatnot. But yeah, possibly you know, modern games today means you know it's not really an issue. There's always going to be um, patches and whatnot to kind of fix the little yeah. bits and bugs yeah, that maybe. Uh, need ironing out so yeah I, I i certainly played i suppose post patch and um I, you know um i can understand how it might be frustrating without those extra sort of um elements but i do think i think there still should have maybe been an option to kind of um see everything that you were missing from the map at some level yeah, yeah. it was still a bit frustrating because i ultimately I don't like going outside of a game to kind of solve what I need to, but with the scarabs, it was like, I really don't know which ones I've done because yeah. you're not making it clear. So I had to go online to kind of at least try and tick them off, you know, until I got down yeah. to the last 10 or so, in which case I went, here they are. I kind of would have preferred it if it at least sort of ticked off the ones you'd done and, and kind of give you a bit of an indication of of um, what you were missing. But yeah, absolutely. Hey-ho. Hey ho! It's it's small gripes for what is, as I say, for for an indie studio for their first big game. I think is um, yeah, great achievement, and um, I I look forward to what they do next. I I hope it was a success. I think it was. Um, I mean, critically, it seemed to have been. Um, yes, yeah, definitely. Sales wise, I'm kind of not sure, but um, like I say, I hope I hope they are given. Um, more publishing sort of opportunities to make some more games yeah absolutely yeah I'd be interested like you say to see, see what they come up with next I mean whether it is a sequel to this or whether they they, they go for something completely different but um, but yeah no we'll be, look, be on the lookout uh, okay so that's uh, that's the games for this episode wrapped up uh, on to what we'll be playing next um, for you I've picked out something that for me, seems a fairly glaring omission from from uh, your backlog. Uh, it, it's Dead Space. Um, what, what, what do you know about it? Dead Space. Uh, 
I know I've avoided it. Um, because, Why have you avoided um, it? I because I've heard it's a very scary game, and okay. I'm I'm not I'm not great with scary games. Um, so, um, but ultimately, I think I think I picked up this fairly recently, along with um, number two and Extraction, which is the Wii one. Yes, um, and didn't didn't pay much for any of them, but. I'd always heard very good things about Dead Space. Um, and I suppose, I don't know, uh, uh, scary games I'll do once in a blue moon and um, I don't mind doing them every now and then, but um, I've got to, I've got to prepare myself, you know, I've got to yeah. get myself in the right space. And, uh, and uh, I think, you know, it's dark nights at the moment. So um, I think, I think if I'm doing a scary game, I kind of go all in. Which yeah. is lights off, sound up, um, yeah, get into the zone. I don't like to sort of cheat it, if that makes sense. Yeah, the sound in particular in this game, I would say, is is a standout element. Um, I, I would have said wear headphones, but if you're that, you know, if if scary <laughs> games are, are not are not, uh, I don't, I don't think I'll be wearing headphones. But okay. um, I definitely will be playing with the sound. Um, yeah, and, and sort of seen what that's like but I mean, um, it's go on i was just gonna say i'm not good without and out scary games at all um uh I, I, with this one i think i enjoyed it if enjoyed is the right word just don't get me wrong it's still quite <laughs> oppressive and, and and uh what have you but you do feel empowered at, at points as well i think it gets that balance right uh on the whole sure um but yeah, no, I'll be interested to see see what you make of it then. In that case, but um, yeah, and I've I've had yeah. a lot of sort of um, comparisons with like um, Resident Evil Four and things like that. Yeah. And I'm sort of interested to know sort of how similar it is to that as well. Yeah. Um, but it's it you know I think you know Visceral um, Studios you know this this has been the standout game that they made. Um, R.I.P. Etc. But yeah. you know I, I need to sort of play this. I think you know um, it's a game that has been on my backlog for you know for too long really yeah yeah excellent okay and for yourself yeah um i've chosen uh, an rpg um okay one that one that i haven't played for quite a while but um it's been on your backlog um it's fairly short so i'm hoping you get on well with it uh, final fantasy type zero oh okay uh yeah i've had this for a long time and other than it being a Final Fantasy game and it being real time combat, I think um, yeah. that's the, obviously it's not a mainline Final Fantasy game, so I don't know how it differs from the other games other than the style of combat. But um, but yeah, that will be interesting to play. I've, I'm, I've played a fair few of the Final Fantasy games. Um, which which ones have you played? Have you played uh, many of them? Are you a fan of them? Or? Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's that's fair. So 7, 8, 9, 10, and yeah. 11, which is the MMO um, I played a lot of before my son was born. Uh, him coming along kind of changed the amount of time I could put in something like that. Uh, but my wife and I played Final Fantasy XI a lot. Um, and have I played any others since then? I don't know if I have. I've played a little bit of 12. 13. But... Uh, no, the again, I played one. a little bit of. Um, it wasn't wasn't great, but I do intend to go back to it yeah. at some point. Um, but no, I played okay. played a fair few. Uh, like lots of people, seven was my my kind of entry into the into the series back sure. in the PS One days. But but yeah, no fan of the series in general, I would say. So yeah, okay. yeah, it, 
it's yeah it's very i mean so i've played a lot less i've played seven and i think that's it just seven. really oh wow okay yeah and and sorry and this uh yeah, zero. yeah um but yeah as you say it's real-time combat it's um it's a very different beast. It was originally a PSP game, and so... Yes. Um, so was, was the real-time combat the, what attracted you to it then, rather than the Final Fantasy world? Yeah, and I think... Um, so there's a bit of history, like I say. It was a PSP game that um, came out in Japan only. Um, so for a long, long time, it was the only Final Fantasy game that hasn't been released in the West and translated. Yeah. So... Um, there was a lot of push for over a number of years for them to, you know, let's re-release it on Vita. Uh, and for a long time, it was when this was first announced, it was actually announced for Vita and PS4. Although yeah. apparently the Vita uh, port was um, a a reporting error on the behalf of uh, right. behalf of the Western media. So uh, yeah, yeah. They, I think they released this for PS4 and uh, Xbox One. Um, but really, I think they've you, they utilised it as a stopgap for Final Fantasy fifteen. So really, um, I think that's kind of what it is, and it's got a demo for fifteen as well with it. But you're right. Um, I think one was just that mystical nature of playing a game that you know um, you you sort of haven't been able to play before. Two was I was really interested to know what the real time combat was like. Yeah. Uh, and three, I think because it's a portable game, I wanted to. I, I kind of. I kind of hoped it would be kind of short and easy to kind of get into, uh, which which genuinely for me was kind of the case. And and at the time I was just looking for like a quick RPG rather than an eighty hour epic. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah. It'd be really interesting how you get on. I mean, um, like I say, a bit different from other Final Fantasies, but I'm still interested to know how you sort of get on with it. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to giving it a go. Uh, I'm really not sure what to expect with it. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess we will we will see uh, and have a chat next time. Okay, uh, so that's it for this episode. We'll be back soon with another. Um, but in the meantime, if you want to get in touch, we're on Twitter. It's at Catch Up Pod. Uh, send us your feedback in general or, or thoughts on the games we've discussed today. Uh, but for now, thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. See ya.